Jerry Whelan, you're an Irish Jesuit. You are living in Rome, teaching in the Gregorian University, now teaching long distance, I would think. Italy is on lockdown. Can you describe for us what it's like and what it's like for you there? Hi, Pat. Yes, happy to do so. There's two things to say in a way. Uh, there's the shutdown of life here for us as a Jesuit community in the Gregorian. And then there's what we see on the television and read in the newspapers as the reality for the rest of Italy. If you understand, we don't encounter it much because we're all closed up. Exactly. So tell us about the community first then. Well, the community, well, it's it's a weird and wonderful experience, I suppose I could say. Um, step by step, our, our very competent, very good superior has been sending us messages about what the new regulations are. We uh, sent home all the students a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. Then we increasingly observed social distancing and cutting ourselves off from anybody outside. That took various stages of adjustment. Uh, we all were anxious about whether we could keep teaching or not, I think. I made a transition to Zoom technology. I have two courses this semester and I'm proceeding very happily with both of them. So that was a great relief. And the students are scattered, some of them scattered to different countries, some of them locked up in Rome. So otherwise, we can't step outside of the door. There are police patrols on the streets checking what are you doing if, if they catch you outdoors. Are you allowed to go out at a particular time for groceries or for medicine? Is that allowed and has yes. that to be staggered? Yes, there's there's a pattern about that. They, they actually do this little token obstacle of you have to sign yourself a form. <laughs> the, of course, people could deceive on this, but it's just one little barrier. You have to download a form that they require everybody to download, state your reason for being out and sign it yourself. And you have to display this form if you're stopped by the police and they are around stopping people. So Did, you, Jerry, does that mean you, you have to, to have a printer? Oh, yeah, you'd have to have a printer. That's right. Yes. The, I don't know how every, other people do it. Uh, so they are being checked up. I heard of a story. This was a story in Venice where uh, somebody who had shopping in his bag was nevertheless asked to show a receipt for the shopping. And the shop that was producing the receipts was making mistakes with the date on the receipt. And so he didn't have the correct date on the receipt that he had just received from the shop and had to pay a fine. On the spot? On the spot, yeah. yeah. That's the nature of things now. So they do. They let you out, of course. There are all these sort of repeated regulations about how and why you can go out. Now, in our case, you see, we're very privileged in our Jesuit community of 70 people here. The minister is working like a fiend, and uh, we're, we're being organised. Our superior and our minister are looking after us, so we don't have to go out in that way. There's even an infirmary within the Gregorian uh, run by some nuns. So they're keeping an eye on us all. There are various contingency plans if things should get worse. Is um, anybody there got the virus? Are you all free at the moment? No, we're all free. So in, in the recent sense, it was just adjusting to these changes that has been a challenge. For me, something that killed me was not being able to take my walk early in the morning. I love to go quite early in the morning, but the sun is up early now, so it's by, by dawn. There was a period when streets were beautifully empty, more or less empty of people, but you could still go for a walk. So it was a, a unique way to experience Rome. And of course, the sun is shining, just inviting you to go outdoors. So having to stop that has been difficult. 
I love to take exercise, so uh, I've managed a way of doing that that is, has a lot to do with running up and down the stairs in the Gregorian. It is a big building that we have. Now, there are things can get claustrophobic. Uh, we have some lovely roofs, uh, roof top, terrazzi. Yes. But if, if you go jogging on those, uh, people hear your feet going thump, thump, who are on the floor just below <laughs> the roof. And there have, there have been some um, very human exchanges on that matter. If, uh, so, but at least it would know, be nice to go up there, Jerry, and have fresh air and look over Rome. Well, as I speak now, there's a, a splendid sunset happening and I have a window in my room that overlooks the Vatican. So the sun is setting behind St. Peter's Basilica just now. So, And I do. So by going up on the terrazza, you do get fresh air every day. Just to add one thing, we're praying more and together. There really is a wonderful sense of solidarity in the community. So 30 minutes of prayer for the Blessed Sacrament every day now together. And of course, we above all pray for everybody else in Italy because other people are suffering a great deal more than us. Uh, today, the death rate has gone into the, the many hundreds. So it's it, we seem to be hitting the peak. We hope it's the peak at the, at the moment. So we're very aware of the suffering of other Italians uh, at the moment and settling into this, this life as well. Yeah, I'm sure they need your prayers. We've heard from doctors over in Italy. We've heard from people that there are people dying on their own because their family can't go to see them. I mean, it's truly apocalyptic almost. But, you know, already in some of the really bad areas in northern Italy, they don't have enough of the basic services in critical care like ventilators. So they are making this triage decisions about who's going to get the ventilator and who isn't. And now they're worried about the post-traumatic stress that this is causing some of the medical practitioners who have to make these decisions. So it's just amazing to be in this situation. Yeah. Jerry, from your perspective, has, has Pope Francis been visible and speaking to people? Is he making an impact? And if so, what is he saying? Yes. He's making every gesture he can to show solidarity with people. In, in this case, at a distance, of course, he's not with crowds. My mother, who's in a nursing home in Dublin, I phone every day, is delighted that she's able to watch the Pope saying Mass in St. Martha's every day by television. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one gesture. He's, he's opened up his morning Mass uh, to the world in that way. He's made some small other gestures. He went for a walk around. It's something that other people are not allowed to do, but it had its symbolic value. He visited two shrines in Rome that are connected with the plague in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I might just mention that. It's something we're aware of in the community. There's a cultural memory of plague in Italy uh, and the church in times of plague. And uh, so, the and you know, they're great for devotions and, and statues and things in Italy. So there, there's... Um, a statue in at the Basilica of Maria Major and another crucifix very close to the Gregorian here actually in St. Marcello uh, Church which was a symbol of surviving a time of plague in, in past uh, centuries. Mm-hmm. So Pope Francis has gone to those symbolic places and prayed for all of those suffering from the virus uh, as well recently. And he has been saying some lovely things in his typical pastoral style about hugging your grandmother if you're with your grandmother yeah. and it's safe to do so, kissing your child at night and trying to keep the family 
which isn't always easy when people are stuck at home, safe from fighting and bickering and whatever. Not easy. I think the whole world heard the story initially of how people started singing in the, uh, within the first couple of days of their confinement, especially in Rome, especially from the balconies, because yes. they have a lot of, of very high-rise apartment blocks. So That was amazing. More more. We hear all sorts of stories of solidarity, I think, and of course maybe problems as well, but uh, how people have, have uh, survived at this very special time. Jerry, have you learned things about yourself Yes, an interesting question. Um, well, I've learned that uh, I can adjust my settled habits. <laughs> you know, we, I think we get very institutionalised here in a large community at my age. It's easy enough to change in times of emergency. I suppose that's one thing I've learned. Uh, I'm praying more, enjoying community solidarity in a greater way than before. What else? I can learn even on the technology front with the teaching by these virtual means. Mm-hmm. Have you put on weight? Are you no, eating I've more? Lost weight. No, I'm um, I, because I now take exercise. I found alternative ways to take exercise. You see, I have less work uh, because there are all sorts of commitments that I did have that no longer uh, are going forward, such as public events that I was involved in organising, public talks and things. So I have a more regular life. And as long as I look after the exercise, I find it easier to live at how, how I eat and live a sort of a virtuous life, uh, a rhythm of the day. So, no, I'm actually more healthy now, I'd say, than I was. And by the way, we are told that it's better to be as as healthy as you can if, for if and when the virus hits, frankly. Don't let the enclosure put you into a, an unhealthy state where your immunity goes down. Yeah. Well, Jerry, wish you all the best there. Mind yourself. Um, is it much, is it funny to look out at Rome, which I any time have been there, like the hustle, the bustle, the cars? It. It's just weird. I mean, it weirds you out. I'm looking out of the window now. The sun is almost uh, set. Like I exaggerate, but I, it breaks my heart not to be able to get out and walk around this beautiful city in this beautiful weather. But it's um, just closed to us. At the moment. Yeah, a whole new view. Okay, Jerry, take good care. Okay, bye bye, Pat.